Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world from way further than six feet apart. Way further than six feet apart. Yes. Back in the game, miles away, still in my heart, but miles from physical presence. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well. Let's do it. Yeah, we can get back on track now. We got our home recording studios basically here. Oh yes, we're we're all prepared for the um, quarantining sessions that are about to transpire. Yep, we had to take a little week off there and use that old episode. So. Yeah, I hope yeah, I hope everybody enjoys that treat into the past where we may or may not have gotten real drunk and ranted about a story we read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only listened to like the first few minutes of it, and I was like, "Well, we're drunk." Oh and, my god! Uh, yes, if you listen, oh, go ahead. Sorry, that was in the early days of the show. We've, uh, I'd like to think we've come a little ways since then. I would think so. Yeah, like I said in the beginning of that one, you know, little little taste of a simpler time. I was such a fucking idiot that I mentioned at the end of the episode. But when I signed out, I said that was the that was the demon butcher of Palos Heights. No, it was Palos Park, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> That's how much I cared by the end of that. But I mean, it was perfect. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, well, we're back on track here. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. All right, and uh, sticking with our the new format of our show, or newer, I guess. Yes, uh, I'm about to tell you a story that you don't know anything about. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not a clue. Yeah. That last time, none of us knew what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Sounds like a plan. Hauntings, legends, folklore, monsters. These are all the kinds of things that we uh, we enjoy, you know. We probably wouldn't have this show if we didn't like these. Well, you want to switch things up a little bit? Oh, sure. Yes, please. All right. Today we're going to dive into the personal drama of a college co-ed. Well, let's this sounds... Take- yeah, this sounds fun. This sounds fun. Let's take a peek into the life of a young woman named... Elisa Lamb. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Lam Ho Yi is her Cantonese name. Uh, she was born on April 30th of 1991. Elisa was the daughter of Hong Kong immigrants who opened a restaurant in the city of Burnaby, which is a city just outside of Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada. Elisa okay. would go on to be a student at the University of British Columbia. Uh, while attending college, she began a blog. You know. Fun? Just, yeah, fun stuff. So much of her blog is regarding fashion, which I obviously have a passion for, and that's how I ended up on this topic. Well, I was hey. wondering when we were going to get to deal <laughs> with your deep love of fashion. So Yeah, 
anyways, uh, much yeah. of her blog is about fashion. And however, you get to see some of the inner turmoil of a young woman. She wrote in her blog, uh, I feel I am wasting my time compared to my fellow peers. I had a relapse at the start of the term and had to drop two of the three courses I was taking. Now I am down to one course and I have missed three weeks of classes since my sleeping pattern is completely reversed. I'm a bit devastated for I have far too much free time and no one to spend time with. I'm checking emails, blog loving, Facebook, and Tumblr all the time and even jumped into the Twitter foray. I have a short attention span and I'm avoiding writing the three papers I owe this course. It's two terms. I can text friends who are busy with either school or work, but I have neither of these things going for me. I'm very disappointed in myself for breaking down during the term, forcing me to withdraw from courses. I've been at university for three years and I've only managed to complete three courses. That means I've been a first year for three years and this September will be the fourth year because I require 30 credits in order for second year status. As much as I do like spending time to myself, when you are alone for so many days, it's not healthy. I know I must start exercising, but excuses. It is a weariness that keeps me at a standstill. So, uh, this is kind of what she writes on a lot. Uh, Elisa often writes about her struggles with bipolar disorder. She was very conscious of... uh, of it and she wrote in a lot of detail about it she also uses the epitaph uh from a chuck palahniuk quote and that is you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life so okay pretty deep she likes to write you know yes uh documented quite a bit and uh lamb's family had kept her bipolar disorder a secret um, so at some point, whether lashing out at her mother for her struggles with school or her mental illness, Elisa made a Tumblr post that said, on the bright side, I'm not addicted to crack cocaine. Hashtag see mom. Hashtag see, I have not dishonored you in this manner. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. Uh-huh. That's fair. Yeah. Good point. You haven't yet. That's great. Or yet. Yeah. You haven't at all. Good. Right. So the first entry I read you was from her blog, which she titled Ether Fields, Ether Fields, I guess, um, and it and was written in January of 2012. Uh, so we're going to jump a little ahead here to March of 2012, and Lisa muses on her on her depression. Okay. Uh, things are going fairly well. And that I am leaving the house and I got myself a part-time job. My room is still a mess. I haven't actually done any schoolwork and I berate myself for being such a lazy person. Ah, yes, laziness. If I weren't so lazy, I would exercise. I believe the biggest reason why I got depressed was because I stopped running in my last year of high school. Up until that point, I was on the cross-country and track and field team. Mind you, I wasn't a very good runner, but I did it. I lacked the discipline to actually train and now I am still lacking the discipline to run or do any sort of sport. I make up excuses right now. Now the excuse is, it's too cold outside. Fair enough. I could, however, go to the gym. 
Then the excuse is, I'm self-conscious and I have no idea how to weight lift. And then she throws in a joke about how she's going to get cankles at some point. Oh, jeez. And, yeah, <laughs> complains about her legs. Sure. You know, just musing about. Right. Exactly. Lack of exercise. Valid concern. Uh, right. Elisa then writes on her enjoyment of culture from dining at fancy restaurants that she feels out of place in to her joy of fashion. She consistently mused on her blog and Tumblr on all of those kinds of things, and travel was something that she also found intriguing. In uh, April of 2012, she seems to have relapsed into some depression. And she writes, I spent about two days in bed hating myself. Why don't I simply do the things that I know will make me feel better? It isn't rocket science. It isn't that difficult. Get out of bed, eat, see people, talk to people, exercise, write, read. If you want to do something with your life, well, okay, just go ahead and do something. Uh, it's too much work and I don't even know where to start. I don't know how to do anything and it'll never work. I'll be judged. I can't do it. I can't do it alone. I don't know anybody. It will be a complete utter disaster and no one will care about it. And of course, the point of doing it, of doing everything is to get attention and praise from other people. Uh, and then she continues on. Yeah, I need to get a get the most followers and the most views and by doing that I need to promote myself and become a phony and pander like hell good job you're really following all the ideas ideals you hold so dearly yeah good (laughs) good job you stopped yourself from even starting you're so lazy you'll never accomplish anything if you weren't so lazy you'd probably would wouldn't have dragged out this depression for so long oh my god yeah so you very, get it. Yeah, very self-critical. She, yeah. She had some issues she was aware of, and she wanted to work through them, but she kept running into that insurmountable obstacle that wouldn't let her press on, and she was very critical of herself, and it was pretty obvious in her writing, and uh, I'm just picking points here. Like, I read through a lot. Oh, I bet. Like we like we would normally do it just in this girl's life. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, so um where am I here? Yeah, so her blog was much easier for me to understand, but most of her points her posts at this point moved to Tumblr. And I just don't get it, I guess. Cause I was lost. But I I trekked on. I kept going, kept diving into Elisa's life here. Good. Um, it's more of the same, really. Uh, fashion, art, profound quotes, self-motivation, critical self-critique, I guess. Uh, travel. In early January 2013, Elisa post, um, next leg of my whirlwind adventure, the West Coast. Meetup applications now accepted for Vancouver, San Diego, Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo, Santa Cruz, San Jose, and San Francisco. A few days after that, planning, planning, planning for the West Coast tour. Sigh, turns out I won't be making 
as many stops as I'd like. Vancouver, San Diego, Los Angeles, Santa Cruz, and San Francisco. I really want to stop by San Luis Obispo, but alas, we'll see. Suggestions and meetups still highly appreciated. Plans were made, flights were booked, and commenced the vacation. January 21st, 2013, while in Vancouver, she posted... Had a catch-up reunion with some high school elementary people and a sort of bon voyage soiree. And I'm fatigued, exhausted, in recovery for throwing it and just seeing so many people and doing so many stupid, idiotic things in the last four days. But I'm so very full. I suppose the term would be, as Dumbledore says, love. (laughs) (laughs) So, because the night was evidence that I do have amazing, beautiful things in my life. And even though everyone is busy and going off doing great things, they do care about me. I'm not a professional depressed person. I am so much more than that. And these people are my reminders that I am very lucky. Life is long and difficult and people will always be stupid and complain. But it is worth it as long as you have special moments. There will be lots of these moments in the future and there have been a lot in the past. So what if everything is shit and all the plans have gone to hell? If I ask for help, someone might even be willing to spare a hand. Thank you, friends, family, and Tumblr. The world is just awesome. Boom, day, uh, da. Emotional cheese cliches over now. I have shit to do. We'll catch up on inauguration later. So, I don't know what some of that means. But, you know, she seems to be an aspiring blogger. And yes. travel and likes fashion. Absolutely, yeah. She's in it, in it to win it, and she's socializing, kind of breaking out of the tra- the depression, being sociable. Yeah. Uh, then, off to the states. She headed to San Diego next. January twenty fifth, she posted. Today I slept, took a long hot shower, stuffed myself with silly with a three dollar dinner. It has been most productive and enjoyable. I seriously have done nothing in San Diego that is out of my normal routine at home. I do what I want, in all caps. <laughs> Bold. I like yeah. that. Bold choice. After all, like my home conference and every now and then, I do something entirely impulsive and reckless, like tell a guy I just met I like him. I do like people watching at the hostel. Now that I'm rested and well starting tomorrow, I should venture outside more. And then she's got a list of places to go. One, SeaWorld. Two, the zoo. Three, museum because it's free. And then four, whale watching at Coronado Point. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. And she writes about uh, nightlife. Okay. So she's going out and being sociable. Nice. Going out. She said, I'm going out tonight. I really hope no creeper comes near me. Seriously, though. Those Italian and Mexican guys go after you strong. Oh Show my. the slightest inclination and they hound you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a strong statement. Wow. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Jeez, Elisa. Man. Well, you like to think, I mean, she's truly speaking from experience. How many times has that happened to her? Seems like a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> uh and then on January 27th, uh, she, this, she posted this again. The speakeasy was awesome, except I lost a cell phone. 
side. That's a dramatic loss. Yeah. As far uh, as possessions go. Yeah, and then there was a bunch of hashtags about how it wasn't even my phone. It was a friend's phone. Oh, geez. It wasn't a borrowed phone. He was letting me have it. He wanted to get rid of it. But it was all in the hashtags. So. Oh, cool. Well, that's a good way to have a conversation with the internet. That's what, what it wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hashtag. Okay, so, yeah, January 27th, that was... Uh, Elisa had made phone calls to her parents daily to check in as, you know, a young woman traveling with all public transportation across states and countries, I guess, too. Um, she was putting her parents at ease calling daily. She even thought... She, so even though she lost a phone, she still had regular contact with her parents by phone. So yet her travels continued on. January 29th, 2013, she posts, I have arrived in La La Land, and there is a monstrosity of a building next to this place I'm staying. When I say monstrosity, mind you, I'm saying as in gaudy. But then oh. again, it was built in 1928, hence the Art Deco theme. So yes, it is classy, but then it's, but then since it's L.A., it went on crack. Oh. Fairly certain this is oh. where Boz Luhrmann needs to film The Great Gatsby. Ah, okay. Yeah. Wow. So okay. she's yeah. observant. Yep, she was. She's paying attention, making statements, as LA. you know to do. Yeah. Since it's L.A., it went on crack. Yep, yep. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the hotel that Elisa was staying at. Oh, shit. All right, sure. She she was struck by the elegance of nearby buildings, so what was her temporary residence like? Good question. All right, so the Cecil Hotel was, or the Cecil, it was called, um, was rebuilt in, or was built in 1924 as a destination for business, travelers, and tourists. Designed in the Beau art style, the hotel cost $1 million to complete and boasted an opulent marble lobby, stained glass windows, potted palms, an alabaster statuary. Uh, the builder had invested confidently in the enterprise with the knowledge that several similar hotels had been established elsewhere downtown. However, within five years of its opening, the U.S. sank into what is now known as the Great Depression. Although the hotel flourished as a fashionable destination through the 1940s, the decades beyond saw the hotel's decline. So let's talk about the... Oh, that's what I already read. It's all good. Uh, so... When Elisa described the area as L.A. on crack, well, the hotel is uh, in Skid Row. Oh, okay. So she wasn't too far so, off. Well, yeah, right. So which is one of the, if not largest, it's a running contender with the largest homeless uh, population in the U.S. Or, yeah, maybe even North America. It's up there. A lot of homeless people. Yes, so L.A. on crack may have been an accurate assessment, but I don't know. I've never been there. 
I think I was there early, um, in my early 20s, we had went by around there, I think. Not in it, but just it, we knew where it was and it was there. It's like, well, there's that's over there. We saw some stuff, I think. But it may, maybe we didn't. Maybe I was thinking of a different spot. But that's the problem with, like, California. There's so many homeless encampments. It probably was a different one. But we went Could've to been. L.A. and stuff. But, I mean, I mean, we all mm-hmm. we all get the idea, unfortunately. Right, yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. So what else caught my eye about the Cecil Hotel? Well... After the Great Depression, uh, transients began to occupy the area. Drug activity rose, prostitution and crime began to also increase pretty dramatically. The Cecil became a, a hot spot for adulterous couples with its cheap rooms. Ooh. And uh, it became a good place for prostitutes to work. Good place for prostitutes. Yeah, they're going to work, you know, punching their cards. Yeah, I bet, in many ways. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. But that's not all the Cecil Hotel came to be known as. It got a uh, fun little moniker. It became known as the Suicide. Nope. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> that's not good. Nope. Don't like yeah. that. Do not like that. All right. Well, let's talk about... Uh, Suicides? Go- yeah, let's talk about some, some stuff here. Cool. Uh, the Great. first reported one was on November 19th, 1931. Uh, a 46-year-old man was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules. A week prior, he had ch- checked under a false name uh, and claimed he was from Chicago. Okay. In September 1932, a maid found uh, a 25-year-old man dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He did not leave a suicide note. There's names on these. I'm just leaving them out because I don't need to throw a ton of names at you. Sure, I understand. It'll just get convoluted in your brain. Right. Or I'll just stumble on them or something. Yeah, the... the, um, the Elimination of life is really all I should probably be focusing on. The extinguishing yeah, that's, of, that's what we need to focus on here. The extinguishing of someone's mortal vessel. Yeah. Self-inflicted. In 1934, a 53-year-old man was found dead in his room at the Cecil. He had slashed his throat with a razor. Oh, no! He left several notes, one which cited poor health as a reason for his suicide. That's a f- fucking that's, rough way to go. That's tough, man. You really have had enough if you just slash your own throat with a razor. Yeah. I can't even... I mean, I winced. You you probably... I don't know how much you could see my reaction, but I could see it in my recording on my phone. I was oh, like, I oh, my see. God. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yep. Holy shit. Okay. Um, so what about, how, about those, how about those poison pills? Do you want to do that instead? Yeah, right? Even that's a weird way to do it, though. It is. Slowly just... I mean, I guess that one, you slowly fall asleep. I don't know. Maybe. Or you violently contort. I have no idea. You you had a really bad stomachache? I don't know. I've never been poisoned to death. Right. Yeah, never. Not not in my to-do list. Uh, So, a more traditionalist uh, in 1937 uh, fell from the ninth-story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body. Uh... She later died at the now uh, 
a different hospital. Sure. Uh, they don't know if it was an accident or suicide. Um, in January of 1938, a 35-year-old man jumped from the Cecil's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building. No! Imagine looking up to that. <laughs> oh, show oh, shit. Yeah. Not good. 1939, a 39-year-old man was found dead in his room after ingesting poison. Fucking poison. January 1940, a uh, 45-year-old woman. Poison. September 1944. Uh, this is an interesting one. A uh, 19-year-old woman was sharing the room at the Cecil with her boyfriend, a shoes, 38-year-old shoe salesman. The woman had not been aware that she was pregnant at the time. She went into labor. Uh, she later testified that she did not want to disrupt her sleeping boyfriend, so she went to the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby boy. Thinking thinking the baby was dead she threw him out of the window he landed on the roof of an adjacent building not good no not good not uh, good in november 1947 35 year old man died after jumping from the seventh floor october 22nd 1954 55-year-old woman jumped from the window of her 7th floor room and landed on top of the Cecil's marquee. Ah. Just, you know, front entrance, just boom. And I'm getting... Welcome, I'm, yeah. welcome, to, this, welcome to the suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, welcome to this. Oh, is, honey, are you sure this is the place where we got that room? There's a body on the marquee. Yeah, this is the place. <laughs> yep, oh. that, yep, that's it. Okay. Uh, 1962, a 50-year-old woman jumped from the window of her 8th floor room and landed on the second interior light well. She did not leave a suicide note. October 1962, a 27-year-old woman uh, jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband. Uh, he, the husband had left the room prior to the woman's suicide. However... A 65-year-old pedestrian uh, was killed instantly when she fell on him. Oh my God! You just <laughs> now, if you're gonna do it, you do it. To, you don't take anybody with you, right? That poor bastard. No, just so. Ah, oh, fuck, man. We're gonna we're gonna look into this one a little bit more because I was like, wow, that sucks, and at initially since there were no witnesses police had thought that the two had committed suicide together however it was soon determined that the the 65 year old man had his hands in his pockets at the time of his death no and he still had, and he still had his shoes on had he jumped he wouldn't have had his hands in his pocket and his shoes would have been knocked off from the impact i mean if you jump off a building with your hands in your pockets you are bold <laughs> <laughs> just tuck well, them and go Woo. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, that guy was just walking down the street, hands in his pockets, whistling a tune. And then, bam! Damn. Man. That would, that would suck. I mean, that would... Ah, oh, man. 
when I was when I was in the city more often, I would like the falling glass. I would always be careful, like because that glass could fall off the buildings in Chicago and like destroy you on icy days. But oh, then yeah, just yeah. just just imagine being having to be. Having to, I never would have imagined a human being to be yep. aware of, like, a watch like, out for oh, falling walking humans. Past, walking past the suicide, I better yeah. <laughs> I keep, I think my, it, keep my eyes up. Yeah, I think at that point, you cross the street. Like, okay, we ain't doing... If somebody's going to get me, I'm going to make them leap for it. Yeah, make them really go for it. They're going to want to... They're gonna want to take me, not this accident type stuff. Right, like, I'm, gonna, I'm a target. They want me. Like, all right, mm. here we go. I'm getting Phil jumping off this building, heading for Phil's head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so continuing on our happy list here. See, it's pretty uh, joyful. June of 1964, a hotel worker discovered a woman. We're going to give her name. Pigeon Goldie Osgood. Oh, okay. Good one. So she was a retired telephone operator. Uh, she was dead in her room. She had been raped stabbed and beaten to death her room was ransacked and she was well known in the area and she had earned her nickname because she fed birds in the nearby uh, square and her body was found with the los angeles dodgers cap that she always wore paper sack full of bird seed and a man was taken in but later cleared of her murder and it remains unsolved jeez that good. December 20th, 1975, a still identif- unidentified woman uh, jumped to her death from her 12th floor window out of the Cecil's second floor roof. 1992. No, I ma- mean, all these years. <laughs> a black male adult was found deceased in the alley behind the Cecil. Authorities believe the descendant either fell, jumped, or was pushed from the hotel's 15th floor. That's too high. That's too, way too high. That is up there. Uh, I don't, I've never looked. I don't know how many floors it is. It's got probably about 15. He might have been on the top floor. Jesus. Or up there. Right. So, a lot of uh, unfortunate violence. Yeah. Even inflicted upon yourself or whatever you want to call it, but not good stuff. No. So, this whole hotel was uh so we did an episode probably about over a year ago now and it was uh i forget what the title was what about beth yes that was the one um in regards to elizabeth short which was who's known as the black dahlia um the her tie-in here the Cecil Hotel was one of the last places she had been reportedly seen before her body was found. Oh, my God. She had been seen drinking in the hotel lobby. Beth was at the Cecil. I I know, it's since it was a while ago, I know I talked about a hotel in there. Yes. But I don't remember which one. Uh, um, maybe it was the Cecil. It could have been. Um, very strange stuff. Is it possible that some places just attract evil? I would say yes. Yep, and that's an awesome sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes. The yeah. Cecil Hotel was also the temporary home of Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, during the night 
during the height of his horrific rape and murder spree that terrified L.A. during 84 and 85. Oh, my God. Uh, he was, without going into the entire Night Stalker saga, he was sentenced to 19, de- 19 death sentences. Well, how, you, how do you do that? I think how? he killed 19 people. Oh, no, but I mean, how do you kill him 19 times? Oh, I don't know. That's that's just kind of like the drive the point home. It's like, yeah, if we yeah. could... It's like, if we could, you're, yeah. you're not getting out of here. <laughs> no, and if we could, we would resurrect you and kill you again 18 more times. Oh, my God. The Night the Stalker. An, Jesus. The Night Stalker, yeah. And I didn't even want to get too far into him because, I mean... Nope. We haven't done any serial killers yet. I don't think have we. No. No, we talk about yeah, just um, just a we few. We might gruesome... touch on them at some point. I don't know. This is not really our main mo. But no, uh, well, because I feel like the serial killers is like a whole. I mean, that would just be, you know, one of our unofficial um, mottos as humans are the real monsters. Well, yeah, if we're just gonna talk about people who murder everyone. I mean, yeah, that's just yeah. this. Yep, humans are terrible. It's, yep, not good. Yeah. So, moving on to the next serial killer that uh, called this place home was a, about a decade later, it was in the early 90s, um, a man named Johann Unterweiger, okay. uh, or Jack Unterweiger. Uh, so, he lived at the, so the Cecil Hotel is uh, cheap, cheap rooms or weekly rates type thing, you know, not the best hotel seedy as some would call it uh but so he stayed there for a while where he would uh sexually assault prostitutes with tree branches and then strangle them with their own bras what why right what yeah how many you know you just you got your favorite switch to walk around how many tree branches do you have i don't know again without getting too far into him uh which actually he's pretty it's a pretty interesting story but I'm sure he ended up hanging himself with the same knot that he used on the bras so oh is that poet poetic i don't know what that is i don't know i That's... don't know what that is well i think i think the reason it caught my attention was because it uh implicated him in a few other crimes that had gone unsolved ah okay th- yeah so, continuing on, some places just attract horror. Even with a name change, some things stay the same. In late February of 2013, guests of the Stay on Main Hotel began to complain about the water pressure in the rooms. The water that they could get oftentimes smelled funny or would appear black. A hotel worker went to investigate the issue on the hotel's roof where the water cisterns were located. Uh, once he was up on the roof, he began to inspect the cisterns. Uh, these four 1,000-gallon cisterns provided water to the entire hotel as well as a kitchen and a separate coffee shop. Upon opening one of the cisterns, though, he found the nude corpse of Lisa Lamb floating inches below the surface. All right. Great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So now we need to go back to where Elisa checked in to this hotel. Oh my god. I oh my god. Yeah, I don't worry. Where you started this show did not leave me. I was waiting for okay, where are we Well, this doesn't look very good for Alicia. Yeah. So Alisa uh, checked in to the hotel on the 29th of January. She was using the hostel-like room that uh, was available on the fifth floor. Like I mentioned earlier, even though she posts about losing a phone, she was still communicating with her parents regularly. Okay. So she was using the shared room. Uh, however, some of the other tenants complained about her odd behavior, uh, and she was moved to her own room after two days, which have, would have been January 31st. On January 31st, 2013, the day she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz, they did not hear from her, her parents did not hear from her, and called the Los Angeles Police Department. Her family flew to L.A. to help with the search. Hotel staff who saw Lamb that day said that she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, manager of a nearby bookstore, was the only person who recalled seeing her that day. Uh, Katie was quoted saying, She was very outgoing, very lively, friendly. She was getting gifts to take home to her family. And she was talking about what books she was getting and whether or not she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around on her travels. Man. So she sounds like she was, you know, being friendly. Right. And she liked fashion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Her parents quickly realized... Oh, so I skipped ahead here a little bit. Um, But like I said, her parents contacted the LAPD. And the police searched the hotel to the extent that they legally could. They searched Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop, but the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. But we didn't search every room, Sergeant Rudy Lopez was quoted saying. We could only do that if we had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed. So, it makes sense. You can't can't intrude on other people's privacy if there's no probable cause there. Right. Now this is where things get weird. So we're going to have to take a pause here from our, our listeners and we're going to have to watch a video together. Okay. So this video, uh, uh, before we take a break here, um, yes, is the, is the last anyone ever saw of Lisa. So what it is, is it is a hotel lobby, or not hotel lobby, hotel elevator footage that the police eventually released um, when they were having no success uh, getting any word about Elisa. Okay. So let me send you a link here. Perfect. And we'll take a, a moment and stop our recording. All right, so we'll punch back in, and I will kind of narrate what's happening. So if people listening can't, yeah. So if people can't listen, listening can't stop what they're doing or watch watch this video, I'll sounds, narrate it here. Sounds good to me. All right, so here we go. 
Uh, they should look this up, though. So we, the video opens up, and we got Elisa coming into an elevator. And she crouches down and hits a bunch of buttons on the elevator, and she kind of steps into the corner. The door doesn't close, and she just kind of stares at it. And she, like, kind of nervously approaches the opening and sticks her head out very quickly and lunges back in. And then she kind of gets in the corner like she's hiding from hoping that nobody can see her from the hallway where the elevator goes out to. And she sticks her head back out and looks around the corner again. And the door doesn't appear to ever try to close. Yeah, why doesn't the elevator move? And then she steps out and kind of nervously looks on the hall. But then she, like, jumps out kind of in a weird manner. And then just slowly backs into the elevator and then steps back out to the side. Yeah, this she's kind of off camera here for a few moments. Yeah, this part you is see not... her arm. Yeah, this part's weird. It's not good. And she kind of, like, raises her arms up. Like, you can't tell if she's, like, talking to somebody or what she's doing it's just out of frame too yeah then she comes back into frame and she's like clutching the sides of her head and she goes back in and starts just pushing buttons and buttons and buttons in the elevator she's out of it like she's still hitting buttons like I said this is probably only 15 to 20 stories but she's, like, mashing all the buttons. She steps back into the hall. Again, the door to the elevator still never opens. And then her hands start <sighs> bending all sorts of weird ways. And she, her arms start, like, doing circles. And she's just gesturing super weird. Like, her hands are just locked, it looks like. Oh, my and God. She's, she's, like, twisting her fingers. It's bizarre like it's kind of giving me the chills trying to narrate this for people yeah this is horrifying yeah and then she steps off out of frame and she's just out of frame and i think that's the last we see of her i mean what was that in the beginning when she darts in and out when she first gets in the elevator she is clearly evading something that's what it looks like yeah and then, so the elevator's still just, the doors yeah, are just open. Nothing's what's happened. With, what's up with this fucking elevator? Why did that take so long? Right? Uh, now it finally closed. Oh and then, and then it goes and it opens again, but it could be on a different floor. You can't tell. And it, I think it does it a couple times. But it's like, why, why didn't it go when she was hitting the buttons? I mean, I'm no elevator scientist. You know, I don't have a degree in elevators. But I've been, I've been on them, yeah. <laughs> but I've been on them, and usually they want to close right away. They want to close as fast yeah, as they Yeah, they can. always want to close. Yeah. yeah. So very bizarre. I mean, that's scary, dude, and her hands. I mean, that, like, if I was to, what would someone look like if something, I mean, man, that's like a, I don't, and again, I have yet to become a demonologist, but man, that looks some kind of possession shit, or she's on something. It's like drugs or demons. You never know. What is that? <laughs> what drugs is that? Drugs or demons. Yeah, I would make a great demonologist. Or or cop. Or cop. That's either drugs or demons. 
Imagine being imagine being told that by an officer. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, it's either drugs or demons. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been on the beat for six years now, and it's usually the drugs or demons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I'm laughing. We're having fun. In my headphones, yeah. and that was terrible. Right. No. It, but we are laughing horrifying. and having fun, but it is it's, horrifying. Right. And this woman does not meet a good end. So what the fuck? Right. And that's part of the reason I wanted to take stuff from her personal blog. I wanted. Because it is weird and it's horrible what happened to her, but like, I need to humanize her. Like she's a person, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So that that elevator footage, though, like I said, I described it for you, but you just got to watch it. Just look up a Lisa Lamb video, E L I S A, Lamb L A M video, and you can find it pretty much everywhere since this was around during the time of YouTube and everything. Holy shit. But yeah, eerie footage, and from that until the rooftop water tank, no one knows what happened to her. Holy when her shit. Body, when her body was found, her clothes were also found in the tank with a sand-like particulate coating it. What? Coating, coating her clothes, yeah. Uh, her watch and her room key were also found in that tank. Her body had been moderately decomposed. It had been in there for almost three weeks. Holy shit. Uh, um, they found her on February 19th, and she went missing uh, the 31st. So um, Her skin was greenish with some marbling on the abdomen and some evidence of skin separation, all consistent with decay. So how do you think those hotel guests felt about that? Oh, probably awesome. They were excited. Oh, yeah. They'd been drinking uh, corpse water and oh, showering my. in it. Corpse and water. The kitchen had been making food and coffee. and. Oh, my God. Corpse coffee. Sure. Um, pretty, pretty nasty stuff. Oh, my God. But there was... So the autopsy was done on Elisa... And there was no evidence of physical trauma, no evidence of sexual assault or suicide. Toxicology seemed consistent with her prescription medications. And so I didn't know this, but when you when you're decomposing in water and whatnot, I guess they don't test your blood for drugs because at that point. Uh, you could have lost it or, you know, whatever. Sure. So they, they actually test your organs to make to see what was present in your bloodstream because they tend to hold it better longer. Um, but all they found in her were prescription medications, some ibuprofen and a sinus medication all over the counter. There was a very small amount of alcohol in her blood, but that is, from what I read, consistent with bile okay. and eth- ethanol alcohol amount is t- i guess consistent yeah that deep entirely sure i'm not a doctor no that deep dive sounds fun oh my god yeah. uh there were no recreational drugs nor date rape drugs found in her system her death would be ruled accidental drowning so this is some fucking weird stuff <laughs> like Hell yeah um, it is you can look this up if you want 
you can find there's pictures of the water tanks on the on the rooftop. So some other weird stuff that's going on with this. Um, she had a prolapsed rectum. No. Some. So some people said that that could possibly because of uh, decomposition. Seems odd. But some said it's possible. Same thing with the pooling of blood in her anal area. Could have also been something with decomposition. But it is worth noting that it was kind of uh, abnormal. No other signs of rape. Uh, when the There was a rape kit done, but they never processed it. That seems to be a common thing. We just do these things, they sit around. Yeah, I'm not sure what the motivation behind that is. I think it was because there was no sexual assault marks on her body. They it didn't seem right. worth going into. Well, and I guess in a, in a world where resources are limited, they have to prioritize. I don't know, man. It's just you did the... About, anyways. Right. So... What the hell is the sandy particulate, and why did nobody look into that more? I mean, if you would have just been like, oh, yeah, and she was covered in sulfur, I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Was right? it sulfur? I mean, sand, sandy particulate, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Because um, if it was just sand, you think they'd be like, this is sand. But yeah, and then she part- was covered in sa- Her clothes were covered in sand. Why? Mm-hmm. Right. But she was at the beach. I don't know. A sandy particulate. Yeah. Um, there was no explanation how she got into the tank in the first place, which is why I said you should look up those pictures of the tank. Uh, the doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof are locked when only staff have passcodes. Otherwise, an alarm is triggered. So some people have... Uh, gone and tried to get on the roof. And I guess it's possible from uh, fire escapes that you can get up on the roof without triggering alarms. So that's kind of a theory that's out there, that she took the fire escapes. Well, there's a sight to see. Right. Um, And one cop later did note... Where did that quote go? Um... So they had dogs, I mentioned earlier, that they searched the the building with as much as they could. And one cop said that they, they did have a dog signal possibly towards the fire escapes, but, there was, but then there was no scent. It signaled at, like, the window okay. where a fire escape was, but they never found anything past that. So, like, the dog didn't have the scent up the ladder or anything like that. And this is pretty soon after. Like, we're not talking the 20 days or whatever until she was found. Right. Um, another weird thing. Her blog kept updating. It kept updating all the way until... Let's see what her last post was. December of 2013. And she was, she passed away in March? January. January. Oh, shit. Or like the 1st of February. Last she was seen was January 31st. Okay. 
Ah. So that's weird. But I guess there is a thing on Tumblr, Tumblr, that you can set posts to continue yeah. posting. That was my. That was going to be my question. But that seems like a long ways to schedule out posts. Right, and like, there's a lot in February when she was missing. I mean, I guess, I guess if you're trying to grow your following, you would, yeah, write a which bunch makes sense. and just put, put them. I mean, that that's you that want to be generating normal. content still, even if you're not thinking about it. Like, right, yeah. like you spend a night to get all these posts put in there, and then you just go live your life. Yeah. So, it's a weird thing, though. A little odd. I mean, this whole thing's weird, so... I mean, man, her just... That elevator scene is going to haunt me. Yeah, it's creepy. It's not good. Uh, it's Everything about it is dangerous and bad. Yeah, so that brings me to my next point. Who is she hiding from in the elevator? Man... You, you never see anyone else. No. Or a shadow or anything. It's just... I, it's just her looking down a hallway and being weird about it and... So, the other thing is, she was a small girl. She's a small Asian woman. Yes. Um, how did she get up on the roof? Did she take the fire escape? Oh, my God. Then, how did she get on top of these 1,000-gallon tanks? They're probably 10 feet tall, if not taller, just looking at them. Then, it has a big, heavy lid on top of each one. There's no ladder to get on top of these either. Like, maintenance has to bring a ladder to get up on top of them. What? Yeah, there's not like a stationary ladder or anything. Oh my god. And the, so I saw a few conflicting posts, but like, some say that the, the lid was only 20 pounds, some said it was upwards of 50 pounds, and I mean, that's liftable for sure, but you're... You're pretty dedicated at that point to, you know, like, I'm going to get in this tank. Yeah, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. So, if she does get up on the tank and decides to go for a swim then, I guess? Like... No, man. I mean... No, we'll, we'll nothing about this, it makes sense. No, uh, yeah, we ain't... Yeah, she, she had no intention of swimming. This was not good. No. And and then why would she do it in the nude? Like, man, if you look into the psychology of suicide, nobody commits suicide nude. You know, it's I mean, man, what is in that hotel, man? That's all I have to say. Uh huh. She, so there's no ladder. I figured. I mean, there's no ladder to get in there? Nope, no permanent ladder. So somebody has to pick it up, take it up there, and then climb up there. Was the lid then, sealed or was it off? So like, they were sealed when they found them. But, oh then my. Some, but then some people said, like, because people try to get on top of this roof now and look at it, and some people say that the the lids are open sometimes. Okay. But But who knows? If that's other people getting up there and just looking into it and trying to right. see, like, what it is or, you know. It's very strange. So what happened to Elisa Lamb? 
This is the one where I don't have answers. It's just like, what the fuck happened? I mean, a demon. There's, demon? A de- there's a demon in this hotel, and it demands sacrifices. I mean, it could. I mean, this is, the amount of suicides, alleged suicides, ones that people don't know are suicides, like mm-hmm. Elisa Lam here. This was ruled an accidental death. This is like a Stephen King novel. So they don't believe she had any intention of killing herself, but they think she got in there and accidentally died because she couldn't get back out and drown. Something, something or someone put her in there. So there's a lot of different theories going on. Oh, I'm sure about yeah. this, as you can imagine, because it's <laughs> oh, so bizarre. Yeah. I bet. So I mean, a lot of people cite like that's why I was very open about her bipolarness, just as she was, you know. Right. Like so that may have played a factor, but it's very bizarre, and she never had any. She never mentioned any thoughts of suicide in her blogs and no. anything like that. It was always just like, you know depressed about being depressed yeah and it's just but i mean that's the thing like throughout history like people who have mental conditions have always been accused of being possessed and you know that there's some evil force but she maybe i mean but what her poor mind then i can't even imagine what her brain how it was firing like what does that mean right uh so some theories are that she was playing a korean game called the elevator game which is kind of like do you remember like hearing bloody mary you say it three three times in the mirror in a dark room or whatever yeah fuck that yeah well so it's kind of like that but different so it's basically you get in an elevator and you go to certain floors and it's like a sequence so like you do this sequence, and I don't, I don't know what the sequence is, but you go up and down, hit certain floors, and it's supposed to open a portal. And then at some point, a woman gets in to the elevator, and she doesn't say anything to you, and you don't say any, and you, you can't say anything to her. Because if you do, I don't know what happens. But... So once she gets into the floor, you're supposed to go to the 10th floor, I believe. And then the elevator opens up and you go to somewhere, the other side, the upside down. I don't know. It opens a portal somewhere. You go into a water tank on top of a hotel. (laughs) Yeah. What? Uh, So some people say that she was playing that. Sounds like a lot of fun. Real fun game and, to play. Well, and well, that's kind of what the argument is, is that she was playing that, and then maybe she saw that woman that you're not supposed to talk to. And we can't see her on the camera, but she was freaking out because of it. I mean, Obviously, she, I don't know if that's true or not, but like, that's a theory that's out there. I and... Mean, yeah. Or 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 she I mean I just or maybe it's like some compulsive disorder. Does she have like OCD or does she have to like cuz she was doing weird hand gestures and the the way she was pushing those buttons, I don't know if there was some kind of like compulsion she had to do that. But that doesn't I, I mean, explain the water tank. Reading everything about her like being open about her mental illness and everything, 
she never mentioned it from what I saw. Odd. Yeah, and then uh, so some other theories that people have thrown out there, and one I'm not buying into. There, there's one that said that Alistair Crowley uh, stayed at the Cecil, and he was a practitioner of dark magics. Are you familiar with Aleister Crowley at all? Vaguely. Just from Black Sabbath? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and Crowley from Supernatural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so he was, you know, he wasn't a Satanist, but he was, he had his own religion, and I want to talk about him sometime in the future, so I don't want to dive into it too much. Sure. But, uh it said he opened a portal and was communicating with some sort of beast or entity called lamb, which is very, um, I can see how you can easily jump that into this story just because, yeah. but name. the Cecil hotel that he was staying at was the sister hotel of the one in, uh, LA and it was in London. So, oh my God, a portal. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I can see it, but that's, I'm not buying it because it's a totally different hotel. Uh, I think some people are just getting it confused with, since it's the same name and built by the same guy, uh, they're just but Crowley, misreading it. Or Crowley made a portal? What's going on here? I mean, yeah. I mean, this yeah. Some kind of sacred ground between the two hotels? Some Could kind be. of common energy? I mean, that's... Oh my god. What does that mean? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good though, whatever it is. No, it's fucking horrifying. Another theory that's out there is some say it was a uh, CIA. Well, sure. That, Throw them So I looked for this. I looked for this real hard because I wanted to see how this could possibly connect. All I can find is what other people have posted on it in um, their blogs or conspiracy pages and stuff like that. But I couldn't actually find it. And as somebody that sat there and read so much of her blog, I couldn't find this. But apparently she posted about some sort of stealth technology that the government was using. And then she had like some random like Facebook friends that nobody they like they only had her in common and they they worked for like the South Korean military or oh my god something this is bizarre out of, like this, that yeah this is out of control we just but got every everything's on the find table. that post though like I looked with well, the CAA took it down well I guess that's true <laughs> um, this explains that's itself easy. Yeah, Damn it. That's true. Damn it. Yeah. But where did everybody else find it? <laughs> they were yeah, they were made aware of it and then it got taken down. Yeah, so some people are saying that that they were implementing some sort of uh active camouflage. And that's why you can't and that's why you can't see somebody in the video because they're using adaptive camouflage. It's just mirroring wiping them from the visual spectrum basically 
Now yeah. I'm imagining a world where the CIA has active camouflage. <laughs> That's scary. They got, en- they got enough things. You know they probably do. Maybe. Probably. But, I mean, to not even see any variation in the camera whatsoever. I mean, I don't know. But then again, we've established... Even, even active camo in video games isn't that good. No, we've established I'm not an elevator specialist. I'm not a demonologist. We're not doctors. And I'm not an expert on the CIA or stealth technology. So, I mean... Right. Yeah, but I don't know. It seems like you'd see something like something weird. I mean, yeah, fuck. Not even the predator is that good. No, the predator. You at least see like a like a mirage like effect almost. Right, and that's with your own eyes. That's just not hiding from a camera. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. So then, then we get back to kind of what we already stated on now too. Like, is it demons, ghosts of like this messed up place? Place. Uh. Oh my god, it's some kind of shit. It's unholy yeah. it's unholy ground. Yep. It's whatever's happening here is not good. Alright, sure so, you can chalk it up to how bad the area is, crime, you know, people not doing the best. But man, it's weird. It's too weird. Alright, so when we're able to travel again, do you want to go? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. Ah. It's a bizarre place. So, yeah. What happened to Elisa Lamb? What happened to Elisa Lamb? I don't know. But watching that, all you, even if you didn't know, like, the whole story or rumors or um, people's, people's cool internet guesses from supposed elevator specialists, elevator doctors, yeah. just watching that video is terrifying. I felt it. It was not good. It's weird. It's and an out of body, I... out of body, inner body like horror that I could feel. All the, the aura of my room changed. I didn't like that at all because then I was looking around. Yeah, yeah. So I, I forget how I got onto this the other day, well, before I decided to start doing the deep dive. I was just kicking around looking for topics, I think, and then I was like, oh yeah, I remember that video being really weird, but I don't know if I could make it into an episode. And then I watched it again, and I was like. This is so fucking weird. It's terrifying. I gotta figure out how to make this into an episode. And then when you start reading all these things, you're like, "Oh, it's so weird. Like, what is going on here?" Yeah. Then you're like, "Oh yeah, this is an episode." Jesus Christ! It's not. It's not our typical episode by any means. No. But it is. It is bizarre. And out there. So I wanted to talk about it, and I felt you would want to know about it. Yeah, I do. And now that image of her in the elevator with her hands twisting and she's crouching around. And now I'm just mortified of what... Because even if it's not something horrifying like demons, what was this poor woman... Like, what happened? Was it a mental break? Did something happen with her brain? What 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 happened? Right. I even tried to do some detective work into that a little bit. And uh, just reading her blog... I mean, it's weird reading somebody's blog like that. I don't, yes. I don't do that typically, but man, like the amount of content she puts on there, it's. I felt like I was reading her diary almost, and I was like, right. "This is weird," especially when I know where this goes, you know. Yes. So it was bizarre, and but then she would post. She was posting like earlier in January, about how she had finally like, uh, she liked some boy a lot. And then she didn't know if she should talk to him. 
all this kind of stuff. And then she had one where it was like she got rejected hard, it sounded like. Oh, jeez. So initially I thought that was like, well, maybe she needed vacation then. And that's why she decided to do this traveling thing. And then I just kept going further and further back. And I was like, oh, no, she had the plans before that. And she's trying to do, be like this fashion travel blogger. Like right. She's trying to do that. And I was like, okay, so that wasn't the thing that sparked this. Because then you could be like, okay, well, then she was depressed and trying to get out there. Depressed about the being rejected and then having depression on top of that. Her bipolar. Right. Manic, depressive, you know. You could get out there, maybe meet people, take a make swing your world in a different direction do something nice for yourself yeah so i don't know weird stuff and then you end up in a water tank i mean it's fucking weird corpse water yeah when are they playing when i guess everything opens up i guess corpse water corpse water there's yeah. a band yeah corpse water what i mean just horrified mm-hmm. yeah. mortified I mean, there's not much you can say about it it's just no I'm awestruck because yeah. she looks she looks scary and like something her mental condition something snapped with the bipolar but she's looking around she's paranoid was it an onset of some kind of schizophrenia type thing because she looked like she was paranoid and afraid and concerned then she was doing these weird it was like she was talking to someone well, you can only see her el- her elbow in the elevator when she's just mm-hmm. off camera that almost seems like an intentional like movie decision because like the suspense just builds like what is happening here she's clearly right. either it looks like she's talking to someone just outside of the camera shot mm-hmm. yeah and well and that's another thing i mean we've thrown out all these crazy ideas but like maybe there was somebody right there maybe it was Could've. somebody that that you know you never saw and they killed her yeah and she didn't walk the other way she walked like she left in that direction she didn't walk across the entrance of the elevator so she went off to the left right but it's weird the elevator just stays open and then it closes like a minute after she's walked away yeah i need a degree in elevators to figure out why that happened and then uh i mean so then still getting up on the roof is still fucking weird and then getting in a water tank and she's she has no signs of injury like if she was murdered by somebody you would see some sign of murder right right no it seems in it seems voluntary so what some some strapping young lad just is like hey you want to come check out the pool okay yeah they were skinny dipping oh shit go ahead yeah and so they decide to go skinny dipping in this and she dies on accident that's true it could just be an accident he's like oh shit and then he just leaves that could that's a that could be a thing i mean that could be a thing but like that guy sucks where the fuck is this asshole right yeah but i mean even if she was sober so that seems like something you'd be like well if you're hammered, you'd be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Right. She didn't have any alcohol in her or any any party drugs or anything. And if she didn't have bruises or anything, like to drown someone, you'd have to hold them down. There'd be a fight, so she'd have marks. Yeah. Or you'd think she'd be pounding on that lid to try to get it off. Her right. hands and forearms would probably be bruised up. Right. 
Because, I mean, if I'm in a tank and I got to get out of here, I'm going to, you better believe I'm going to be punching the shit out of that thing. Yeah, my hands are going to be broken. Yeah. So, no signs of any of that. So, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's not good. This poor woman. What is the sandy particulate? I don't know, man. That's sulfur. I like your idea. Sulfur and demons. I'm, I mean, that's... And I, I was... As I was thinking, I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm having this presented to me in the context of our show and what we talk about. Maybe I shouldn't... Maybe my mind shouldn't always go to demons. Maybe that's my own problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's your... It's my that's own... your thing. Yeah, my own issue. But... I, there's some things you can't explain. And... Yeah, and I, I don't know if we'll ever know what happened here. And as quote unquote cool, I'm quoting myself, demons are, what what mortal th- being of this earth got her up there, ripped open the tank, chucked her in it, and then she was just content to drown without fighting back? There was no drugging her. Yeah. But I mean if it's right. some weird mental thing, I don't I don't know. I'm not But then you can also if if you go to the whole, you know, again, psychology of suicide type thing. How many people do you hear they decide to off themselves just by, I'm going to go drown myself to death? I mean, that's not good. Yeah, none. That's typically an accident when you drown. Right. And does usually, I mean, pills are usually common. Yeah. So like, but walk up a, walk up, escape to the fire escape. I would say pills are typically common, but those poison pills that people were popping earlier in the list that was reason, I was like, why do they have poison pills? Maybe that was just what the cops would write down. Yeah, poison pills. He got poison. It's a poison pill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because well, normally you're gonna like take a fistful of sleeping pills or you know whatever you're gonna do. Now I'm just thinking about all these like special like James Bond's operatives with like the the kill capsule in their mouth. Like I take my poison pill. No one get this information. No, I'm dead. Yeah. Cool. Fuck. Hmm. <laughs> It's just not. Well, yeah, let that soak in. At least it's all in. Yeah, it's all it's being taken in. And then you'll you'll sit there and you'll be like, "How and why did any of this happen?" And then you'll be like me and just read about it for two weeks. <laughs> yes. And you'll still be like, "How and why did any of this happen?" Well, I'm just imagining your very uplifting dive into suicide f- psychology. <laughs> ah. Yeah. It's weird. Very bizarre. What happened to Elisa? What happened to Elisa? What happened to Elisa Lamb? Who who knows? We may never know. We may never know. But I'd love to keep tabs in this hotel to see how many other people die there. Yeah. There's someone in 2015. Oh, my God. I took it off the list because I wanted to stop it. uh... But the point is it keeps going. Yeah. How many hotels, what's the average murder rate or death rate at a hotel? Because you know people probably just pass out or die in hotels just by the very nature of people being in them. I wonder what the average is. Well, right, natural causes. Right. Not, yeah. Not water tank, suffocation, drowning. Yeah. And that's the most extreme one that happened here, too. Unless, well, unless you go to, like, the serial killers that were active. That's true. uh, Yeah, what was possessing them? Again, yeah. it might not always be demons, Nick. Yeah, I have to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Unterweiger originally came from Austria, so. Okay. So if it was demonic in him, uh, it was a different demon. It's an Austrian demon. Well, there, there. I'm gonna go do that deep dive now. Austrian demons. <laughs> yeah. I'll fi- well, I'll dive into it and find out there's a specific suicide demon that take that needs sacrifices. I'm like, all right. I mean, there definitely could be. Again. Still working on becoming a demonologist. We're not there yet. Oh yeah, don't worry. We'll get our degrees. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to say, as a demonologist, before every sentence I speak it in my whole life. Yep. Yeah, Greetings. As, nice yeah. to meet you. I'm a demonologist. Yeah. As a demonologist, yeah, I'll take that pack of smokes behind the counter. Yeah. I don't smoke, but I would As say a demonologist, that. I would like to have one double cheeseburger, please. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold the, uh, yeah, extra fries, please. Yes. Oh, can I have a large soda? By the way, I'm a demonologist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, yeah. What happened to Elisa yeah. Lamb? What happened to Elisa that's, Lamb? That's that for, right. uh, yeah. for well, tonight. If, if you have hypotheses or if you know what may have happened to Lisa Lamb, contact the police first and then email me at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com and me and Zach would like to know. And then uh, follow yeah. us on all the social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram. We're all over the place. And get on that Patreon. And if you uh, if you subscribe, if you join the tier, you'll see which tier it is and you can listen to our soon-to-debut or maybe it would have debuted by the time this episode airs. Maybe not. We'll see. But check out the Patreon to see if it's up. Um, Behind the Veil, Weird and Feared, where we talk about things after the show. Perhaps more spooky stories. Maybe we can use that as an avenue to talk about random serial killer musings because people always muse about them. There's many shows about that, but maybe we'll throw that in there. Who knows? It's an open Uh, canvas. Yeah, we're trying to do that. Try to help support our show because we want to keep doing this for everybody. And... uh, we also want to give you motivation to help us keep it avid free, so because yeah. we hate ads. They're not great. They're, They're real. pretty terrible. I mean, capitalism is pretty cool. So ads are mm-hmm. a cool part of that. And they're not that cool. Well, see, that's the thing about the free market. You can have a choice, and your choice can be just to support the things you like on your own accord. That is true. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so hopefully you like us. Otherwise, I don't know why you're listening to us still. You know, whatever you want to do. Maybe you just hate it, and yeah. you're a you're a masochist. Man, if you want to <laughs> if you want to hate follow me, that'd be fucking great. If anybody wants to do yeah. that, or the weird and fruit Instagram, and just be like you guys are fucking garbage. Yeah. On every well, post, because then I'll be happy to I'll I'll heart it. I'll give it a little heart. Like oh thanks. Oh cool. you listen. Yeah. Yeah. Why does this fucking asshole want to be an elevator doctor? Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can, I don't know if you said it. You can follow our, both our individual Instagrams too. Oh yeah, they're they're linked in the uh, the info at the Weird and Feared Instagram. Me and Zach. Cool. Yep. Yeah. But uh, guys, stay safe and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Yep. Bye. <laughs>